and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, a futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator, and I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the markets, some career advice, and letting you know what I'm geeked out about. So before I get in today's episode, go ahead and hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe if you're not already subscribed, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., go ahead and leave a five-star review, subscribe or follow if you're not already, and if you want the podcast directly into your email inbox, go ahead and subscribe to the Substack. It's editionpod.substack.com. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Edition with Addy, Twitter at EditionPod or at Addy Adewusi for my personal Twitter. And you can email me, editionpod at gmail.com, and I covered everything. Okay, so let's get into the bloodbath that is the markets today. So Bitcoin is at $22,082.73. It is down 29, almost 30% in the past seven days. Ethereum is $1,190, and it is down 35.59% in the past seven days. Excuse me. Deep breaths. That is a significant drop. It kind of reminds me of what was happening with Luna in terms of the the week over week change. Um, And we will get to some of the impact of these crypto prices in our hot topics in tech. But yes, this is devastating. This is terrible. Um, it could go lower, they could go higher, but in your head, this is what I tell myself. This is the price today. Just like four weeks ago, we would have thought it was crazy for it to be 22,000. Four weeks from now, we may think the price is crazy for whatever reason. So we have no idea what's actually going on, but it does seem like markets are just overall just crashing right now. Okay, the S&P 500 is down 10.22% in the past five days. It's down 22% year-to-date. NASDAQ is down 11.06% in the past five days, and it's down 31% year-to-date. So we are now officially in a bear market. So if you are not sure what a bear market is, I'm going to read the definition to you directly from Investopedia. So a bear market is when a market experiences prolonged price declines. It typically describes a condition in which securities prices fall 20% or more from recent highs amid widespread pessimism and negative investor sentiment. Bear markets are often associated with declines in an overall market or index like the S&P 500, but individual securities or commodities can also be considered to be in a bear market if they experience a decline of 20% or more over a sustained period of time, typically two months or more. And that's in the U.S. Our main bear market indicator is if the S&P 500 is down 20% from its recent highs. So that is a bear market. I use the term a lot in this podcast. The opposite of a bear market is a bull market. So um, now you have the official definition of a bear market. Now that we are officially in a bear market. So if you missed yesterday's episode, go and listen to it because I go over my investing principles. 
I also share resources for finding a financial advisor because this is a scary time. I'm reporting on the news, so it's a little removed from me, but I forget like this is my real life and this is the world that we're living in right now. But I guess I just see these prices as prices and they don't necessarily mean anything in my day-to-day -day life right now, except that my portfolio is down. So money that I was planning on spending in retirement is down. So I didn't have access to that money anyway, so it isn't really that big of an impact. Crypto, it's different um, because I was planning on using it in a shorter time horizon, like between five and 10 years. But at the same time, it was money that was sitting in my emergency fund that I moved into crypto that I now have on a hardware storage wallet. So yeah, um, it doesn't affect my day-to-day -day life, but everyone's in different situations. So if you are struggling, if you don't know what to do, contact a financial advisor. If you just have a question about, you know, budgeting or I have the episode where, about how I recession-proof my life. If you have questions about that, like how you can cut costs, feel free to email them or DM me on any of my social media channels, channels and I'd be happy to answer them on the show. Okay, so hot topics in tech. Coinbase again. I'm tired, Coinbase. Coinbase, I'm so tired. I've done probably more episodes on Coinbase than Elon Musk, which is saying a lot. Whew. Okay, so Coinbase lays off 18% as execs pre prepare for a recession or a crypto winter. This is from CNBC. I also have the memo from Coinbase linked in the show notes if you want to read that. So I quote from that CNBC article, Coinbase will cut 18% of full-time jobs according to an email sent to e employees on Tuesday. CEO Brian Armstrong pointed to a possible recession, a need to manage costs, and grow too, growing too quickly during a bull market. Quote from Armstrong, we appear to be entering a recession after a 10-plus year economic boom. End quote. Or actually, he continues, while it's hard to predict the economy or the markets, we're, we always plan for the worst so we can operate the business through any environment. End quote. Okay, Brian Armstrong so I have a lot of respect for you. I actually praised you in one of my earlier videos about the segment that you did in A16Z Crypto School. But I do have to disagree with your statement where you say you always plan for the worst. If you always plan for the worst, you wouldn't have to do an 18% layoff after you just did a 10% layoff and you did hiring freezes and you rescinded people's offers. Let's be honest here. You weren't planning for the worst. You're actually planning for the best. And now we are in the worst. And so now you're making changes. So by default, you did not plan for the worst. Um, so I feel so bad for people that either were just hired for at Coinbase and got their offer rescinded, who thought they had a great gig in their passion. I'll be honest, there was a time that I really wanted to work for a crypto company and Coinbase was top of my list, but I couldn't even get an interview. So now these people are on the market and that's gonna have impacts to the job market for everyone else. So if anyone else is interviewing right now, 
maybe there were just three finalists or three eligible candidates. Now with all these layoffs, there's probably closer to 10 or 20. So it's going to be more competitive, which is why it's really important to focus on your career. Talking about planning for the worst, we need to plan for the worst with our career. And that's why we have savings, investing, um, we're staying on top of our LinkedIn, keeping our resume updated, always interviewing, always networking. That's, that's planning for the worst. So if you are affected by the Coinbase layoffs and you would like a referral to Microsoft, we are absolutely hiring. Please reach out to me. I'd be happy to give you a referral. And if you have questions, anybody, about preparing for the worst in terms of your job, feel free to either leave a comment or DM me on social media or send me an email, editionpod at gmail.com. Okay, more layoffs, y'all. <sighs> So funny caveat, I try not to say y'all in profession, and I, I actually don't. At work, I don't say y'all at all, but because this is a podcast and this is me, I live in the South, have lived in the South for like 18 years at this point between Texas, Georgia, and Florida. So I say y'all, okay? All right, so Redfin, um, and actually... Let me read the, the article. So the headline is Redfin and Compass lay off a combined 900 plus employees as mortgage interest rates continue to climb. This is from TechCrunch. So I quote from the article, the latest casualties in the prop tech world, which um, I'll explain property tech, which is basically real estate related tech. They're calling it prop tech. Okay. In the prop tech world are Redfin and Compass, which both announced layoffs today that combined amounted to about 920 people. In an email, a Redfin spokesperson told TechCrunch that the company is laying off about 470 employees today after May demand came in 17% below expectations. 17%. That's, that's me, not the article. Meanwhile, a Compass spokesperson person confirmed to TechCrunch that the company is cutting about 10% of its staff or about 450 people. He said, due to the clear signals of slowing economic growth, we've taken a number of measures to safeguard our business and reduce costs, including the difficult decision to reduce the size of our employee team by approximately 10%, end quote. Okay, so Compass, I am not as familiar with, but Redfin, I'm very familiar. I've, I just heard an executive from Redfin on a podcast this morning, which had to have been recorded, you know, in the past, like it couldn't have been recorded today. And, you know, he was talking about the market conditions and I listened to a uh, interview with the CEO of Redfin on This Week in Startups, that podcast, a few months ago. And they seem like a really solid, knowledgeable company. So I'm surprised um, that they weren't, with all the data that they have, that they weren't able to predict this market turn. But I'll be completely honest, this happened very fast. Like May, all of a sudden, May came and everything crashed. So I'll give them a little bit of credit, but they have access to so much information that I'm surprised that they weren't able to predict this. I think it's really disappointing because it looks like companies are taking 
they're they're just like the first thing we're gonna do is just cut staff and not look at the root cause it is possible redfin overhired and they need to trim but how much time did they spend looking at their expenses and saying okay what we have to do is layoffs because there is this kind of signaling which i may have talked about in previous episodes where a ceo especially of a company that isn't public wants to demonstrate that their strong leadership skills and they do that by saying like i'm not afraid to fire i'm not afraid to do layoffs so it's almost like a signaling thing but these are people's lives directly affected so i do track the real estate market pretty closely even though i don't own because i the whole time i've been in my career it's been like record prices for houses so i'll let you know if i hear any updates from redfin i'm expecting to hear something from open door from zillow zillow had a dramatic price drop last year and i don't recall them announcing layoffs. So that's why I'm just a little skeptical of all these companies doing layoffs. I really think they're jumping on the bandwagon and just taking advantage to cut costs as opposed to seeing it as the strategy that's going to lead them out of this downturn. Okay, a quick update. So there has been a town hall scheduled with Elon Musk and Twitter employees on Thursday morning. I cannot wait to see the leaks and the memos and the aftermath from that event, if it even happens. So uh, just put that on your calendar Thursday morning, probably specific Pacific time. Elon Musk will be doing a town hall with Twitter employees where they will be able to submit questions and he will respond. Okay, career segment. Um, I had a topic here, but it seems a little off now. I was going to talk about the difference between being assertive and aggressive, but I'll save that for a different day. This is my call to arms. If you have questions for about your career that you would like me to answer on the podcast, email me editionpod at gmail.com or DM me on any of my social media channels, all linked in the show notes, and I will answer. I would love to use the career segment to answer a listener question. Okay, what am I geeked out about this week? Social slacks. So basically slack channels that are not for work. They're for social or networking or connections. I created one today for my meetup group um, in Atlanta. And I'm member, I'm probably in 15 or 20 social slacks. And it was the first time I set one up. And I'm so glad that I stuck to my guns and chose Slack over GroupMe because there's so many more things that you can do in Slack. So this is not sponsored by Slack, but that's just what I'm geeked out about this week because I'm I'm just really excited about the depth of conversations and also the scalability if my you know group grows, well, which it will. Um, everything's all organized in channels. I'm a geek. Okay, well, I'm close to 15 minutes this time. I know I've been running a little long, but there's been a lot of news. So I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.